Hello and welcome to the Rationable Podcast, your weekly deep dive into how science and critical thinking make you immune to scams, fads and hoaxes. I am your host, Abhijit. Let's dig in. Welcome to the first episode of the Rationable Podcast. I have been dreaming of this moment for a very long time. So let me tell you the story of how Rationable was born. Not so many years ago, in a land not so far away, I was just a regular Indian guy working in my dissertation for my university. This was in Falmouth, a small university town in Cornwall, England. I was trying to write a novel and I wasn't getting very far. Not only did I have the worst case of writer's block I've ever experienced, but I also hit another kind of roadblock. I had just realized that all the things I used to believe might not be true. You see, you see, I was trying to write a novel, or at least a part of one, that hinged on the claim that ancient humans had the technology for interstellar travel. Many of us Indians tend to think that our civilization had ancient technology that got lost somehow, and we had to start again from scratch for some reason. And I mean planes, missiles, cars and rockets about 5,000 years ago or something. I wasn't dogmatic about this sort of thing, but I thought it sounded somewhat plausible. After all, I was a sci-fi geek. I still am. Plus, I had grown up hearing about Eric von Daniken and his claims of, that the Nazca lines in South America and the pyramids were all built by aliens or for aliens and whatnot. So I bought into it. Yeah, yeah, I know some of you are shaking your heads, wondering what the hell I was thinking, but hear me out, okay? So here I was thinking about ancient technology and ancient aliens, and I wanted to write a sci-fi story, but I wanted it to be hard science fiction based on real science, like, like Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov used to do, you know? So I set about trying to figure out what real science had to say about all this. And I found nothing. No reputable science magazine even mentioned it. And if they did, it was with ridicule. The only sources I found which promoted these ideas were weird websites that seemed to be promoting all sorts of other nonsense like spiritualism and hallucinogens, UFOs and alien abductions. So I watched a few documentaries. And the ones featuring real historians and archaeologists chopped up these ancient tech and aliens claims to bits. I was stumped, but I was also intrigued. So I decided to dig deeper. I listened to a real college astrobiology 101 course as a podcast. I started reading about aliens, SETI, the pyramids in Egypt, South America and China, and discovered only how ingenious our ancestors were. After all, just because they lived 5,000 years before us doesn't mean they were stupid. They were just as smart as we are, so why couldn't they have built amazing structures and used amazing, if not rudimentary, tools to do so? We do it all the time, right now. I started looking up other things as well along the same lines. Evolution, post-humans, which are what humans could become in the future. I started looking up space travel, the origins of life, and all that good stuff. And in the process, I also discovered amazing science communicators and scientists like Brian Cox, Richard Dawkins, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye. And of course, I also rediscovered Carl Sagan. 
the man who first opened my scientific imagination back when I was seven years old with his TV show Cosmos, which I watched religiously. Other podcasts like The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe and Skeptoid, along with Science Versus and Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk, all educated me on how to think more critically and more scientifically. In a nutshell, I discovered science and how much more fascinating it was compared to all the fiction I used to believe. I had to rethink diets, homeopathy, Reiki, crystal healing, ghosts, Ayurveda, yoga, religion, and pretty much everything else. I didn't always believe in all of these things dogmatically, as, you, as I might have told you earlier. I, but I always gave them the benefit of the doubt. What if there was something to them? And in this process of learning, I continue to look at my beliefs critically, looking for evidence for or against them. And I had to adjust my beliefs accordingly. And over the last decade, I have tried to learn and refine these techniques of skepticism so that I can fill my life with more true things and fewer false things. Don't we all want to live a life of truth where our decisions are based in reality? Well, I certainly do. I've also discovered that this way of thinking and thinking about thinking has tremendous value when it comes to figuring out what's a scam and what isn't. And it's more important today than ever before. Every single day, we are bombarded with information from every magazine and TV program we consume too. How do we figure out which Kickstarter product works and which one's a scam? How about that detox diet I saw on YouTube? Or a herbal supplement I saw on Pinterest? Should I go keto or paleo or do intermittent fasting? Is that news story we saw on TV true? Should we be pissed off at that anti-nationalist or not? Whether we realize it or not, we decide whether to believe or not believe the claims we see every single day. And all of these are based on our pre-existing beliefs and biases. It's like a switch that flips with every claim we encounter. We make snap decisions about what is nonsense, what's real, and what we're on the fence about. Do you know how that switch in your head works? And what your beliefs and biases are? Do you know why they are pushing you towards a certain decision? I'm sure you do for some, but maybe not for all of them or maybe just a few of the others. And that's the case with me too. It's the case with every one of us. What we need to do is be more cognizant of what we believe and why. Because doing this makes us more conscious of how we evaluate information. It is through this mechanism that we can fight scams, fake news, and fraudulent claims. If we don't, they take over our health, our money, and our search for a truth-filled life. That's why Rationable exists. Rationable is a blog and a podcast where you can come to find rationality and reason, where controversy and outrage are ripping everyone else apart. Here, I'll share the tools and the techniques I use to separate fact from fiction so that you grow immune to fake news just as I am doing. So join me every week as we pit science and critical thinking against a world filled with fake and how we can win that fight.
Together, let's make this world a more rational place. What do you say? To check out the blog version of this episode as well as the citations and references used, please go to rationable.wordpress.com. This podcast was written and produced by me and edited by myself and Liz Wolf. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, ideas or suggestions, please write to me at contact.rationable at gmail.com or tweet at berationable. Until next time, keep digging deeper and of course, be rational.